Hello, everybody. I'm Warren Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Ministry Watch podcast. On today's Ministry Watch Extra episode, I'd like to tell you a brief story. It's a story of Mark Dever and Garrett Kell, two men that I met about 15 years ago. And I think this story is very instructive in terms of how we should have influence by giving up power within the church. And I hope you'll hang around to the end of the episode because Garrett Kell's daughter, Eden, has had a very serious health crisis recently. And uh, some of you may be following that story on social media, Facebook in particular. But uh, in case you're not, I'd like to give you an update about um, Eden and uh, Garrett and how you possibly could help at the end of this episode. For a growing church to intentionally plant another church, which inevitably has the effect of reducing its own size and financial resources, at least temporarily, is an act of sacrifice and humility. But I've come to believe that it is also an essential practice for the spread of the gospel. I think that's especially true in an era in which the institutional church is facing a crisis of confidence and the number of churches is in decline. For the leadership of any church to make this decision to plant new churches also sends a powerful message to the congregation and to the community that its goal is not the accumulation of power or wealth, but rather the enlargement of the kingdom of God. For the leadership of such a church, that decision also often translates, again, to giving up income and political or denominational power. But it's hard to imagine if God's word about such matters is true, and of course I think it is, that such an intentional dying to self will not yield fruit. 1 Corinthians 15.36 says that a seed will not germinate, unless it first dies. The multiplying of the church appears to require a similar kind of death, a particular kind of death, the death of personal ambition, a relinquishing of what Friedrich Nietzsche called the will to power. Now, the importance of this idea hit home to me about 15 years ago. My book, A Lover's Quarrel with the Evangelical Church, had recently been published, and a young intern in Washington, D.C.'s Capitol Hill Baptist Church, Garrett Kell, read the book as part of a year-long pastoral program led by that church's pastor, Mark Dever, and he and Dever wanted to chat with me about the book. I had, of course, heard of Mark Dever. He was already an influential figure within the evangelical church. He founded a ministry called Nine Marks that published thoughtful books on discipleship and healthy churches. He co-founded the now-defunct but once-influential organization Together for the Gospel. I think, though, that I was most fascinated by Dever's decision, despite his publishing and speaking and organizational success, to stay at Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Now, don't get me wrong, Capitol Hill Baptist Church has significant charm. It has a beautiful and historic sanctuary. It was founded in 1878 as Metropolitan Baptist Church. Some say, and some dispute, that the name came from Charles Spurgeon's famous Metropolitan Tabernacle in London. Pastors who 
preceded Dever included a president of the Southern Baptist Convention, K. Owen White, and a longtime editor of Christianity Today, Harold Linsell. The church is a nine-iron shot from the United States Supreme Court building and just a short walk from the U.S. Capitol. Hill staffers and other inside-the-beltway influencers attend Capitol Hill Baptist Church in droves. But the church is also landlocked. That beautiful sanctuary seats less than a thousand people. And don't expect multiple services or live stream options at Capitol Hill Baptist Church. Nope, they got one service. It starts at 1030 and often lasts for two hours, sometimes more. And the church is old school in one other respect. It still has Sunday night and Wednesday night services, and they are dedicated to in-depth Bible study and discipleship training. All to say that when Garrett Kell reached out to me after reading my book, I was interested in getting a closer look at what was going on there. So on my next trip to Washington, I took up his invitation and we went to lunch. Now, over lunch, Mark Dever explained to me that one of the reasons for his church's success is that it has intentionally remained relatively small and invests deeply in the members of the church and in men like Garrett Kell. He told me his strategy was not to add, but to multiply. Garrett Kell was one of about a dozen interns that Dever was personally mentoring that year, and he had been doing that for years when I visited him, and he's been doing it for years since. The process continues today. After Dever trains people like Garrett Kell, he hopes that they will go plant a church, or he even encourages them to plant new churches right in the Washington, D.C. area. Now, I asked Mark Dever, aren't you afraid that Garrett will take some of your members with him? And I will never forget Mark Dever's response. He said emphatically, no, I'm not afraid that Garrett will take some of our members with him. In fact, I'm praying that he will take some of our members with him. Dever's prayers have been answered. Today, the Washington, D.C. area alone has about a dozen churches planted or revitalized by Capitol Hill Baptist Church. And they're not satellite locations or virtual sites that get Mark Dever's sermons piped in on a big screen. These are fully autonomous local churches. They have their own pastors and elders. One of those revitalizations, in fact, is Delray Baptist Church in nearby Alexandria. And guess what? The pastor there is Garrett Kell. Now, I still think often of that lunch. On that day, I learned that we gain influence by giving away power, by helping others succeed. I learned that rapid growth might get your picture on the cover of Christian magazines, but the slow way is sometimes the fast way to see real kingdom growth. Multiplying is better than adding. The lessons I learned from Mark Dever and Garrett Kell that day, more than a decade ago, are more needed by the evangelical church today than ever. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening to uh, today's Ministry Watch Extra episode. And as I mentioned at the top of the program, um, I've 
Garrett Kell's daughter, Eden, she's 15 years old, is having some very serious health challenges. She's had some seizures back in December and uh, was rushed to the hospital. She has since been uh, air evac'd to a different hospital that can give her a higher level of care. And uh, though she's not out of the woods, she does appear to be getting better. Uh, she's now involved in some rehab. And uh, friends of Garrett Kell and Eden and their family have set up a GoFundMe page. We don't often uh, solicit funds. In fact, I don't, can't remember, honestly, that we've ever solicited funds for anyone other than, of course, Ministry Watch here on the program. But I'd like to encourage you to prayerfully consider uh, a donation either to Mark, uh, rather to Garrett Kell's Delray Baptist Church or to the GoFundMe campaign that has been set up to help pay for Eden's medical expenses. And I'll have a link to both of those in the show notes. And whether you can give or not, please pray for Garrett and for Eden and for their family. They're in a tough season right now, uh, but um, Garrett has been carefully and regularly posting on social media um, the God they serve is greater than the challenges they face. And I find um, their story to be uh, encouraging. The producers for today's program are Jeff McIntosh and Rich Rosel. We get database technical and other support from uh, Stephen DeBerry, Casey Suddeth, Christina Darnell, Kim Roberts, Steve Raby, and others. I'm Warren Smith, president of Ministry Watch and the host of the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. And until next time, may God bless you.